Which candy company was started by Hans Riegel in Bonn? The answer to that at the end of the show. My name's Tom Scott and this is Lateral. On the show today, I am ever so slightly nervous because the team from Let's Learn Everything, the podcast, have returned. And there is a certain end-of-term chaos energy going on here. I mean, I say return. They just haven't left the Zoom call from the last time they were here. Uh, yeah. Please let us go, Tom. Please. Oh, oh see, that, that switch from friendly to dark very quickly. This is, this is what I'm worried about. Uh, first up, Caroline Roper. Hello. Well, welcome back. I'm bringing the dark energy straight off the bat. You know? oh, I'm here for it. Okay, so I've worked out Caroline. Tell us what the podcast's about. Oh, it's about a little bit of everything. We cover one big science topic every single week. We cover one question topic that one of the other hosts brings. And we cover a miscellaneous topic, but none of us know what we're going to be talking about that episode. It's really, really fun. And one of those people who doesn't know what the others are going to be talking about is Ella Hubber. Hello. How are you doing? Welcome back to the show. I'm so good, Tom. I'm just ready <laughs> to... Uh, yeah, f finally finish this. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it just, just sounds like there's a Highlander thing going on there. And I just, so so for, for your side, what have you been talking about recently? What have you been learning? We just did our two year and 50th episode anniversary Ooh, special thing. And we talked about the Ig Nobel Prizes, which obviously everyone loves, but we do a real deep dive into it. And it was the most joyful experience ever. So I really recommend it. And the final third of Let's Learn Everything, Tom Lum. Hi, I've been enjoying Zoom imprisonment. It's pretty nice, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that, that now sounds like something from like a superhero film. It's just a, or a Doctor Who episode where it's just the box that you're trapped in. Yeah. <gasps> uh, so nice. from you, Tom, where can people find the podcast? You can find us. Hey, you're listening to a podcast right now. Um, use that thingy. Uh, it's called Let's <laughs> Learn Everything. We have letslearnEverything.com, um, and you can find all our socials and stuff there. It was a great time. And I also got to say, um, a lot of folks from the show have found us and have said very nice things in oh, our yeah. Discord, and we appreciated a ton. And just a reminder to all of you to listen out for our mystery prize competition. If you think you've spotted the secret word, just stand up and yell the words, I'm a cuckoo at any time. Don't ask me what the prize is. It's a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start you off with the first question, which was sent in by Ivo. In 1925, locals at Tipperary Hill in Syracuse, New York, threw stones at the newly installed stoplight. After three years of vandalism, the local authority did something that placated the locals. What was it? I'll say that again. In 1925, locals at Tipperary Hill in Syracuse, New York, threw stones at the newly installed stoplight. After three years of vandalism, the local authority did something that placated the locals. What was it? Um, get rid of the stoplight and let people drive wildly through <laughs> a, a junction, smashing into one another. This is, well, I was about to say this is infuriating because um, very soon I'm going to go see Hank green do stand up in Syracuse and I was about to be like oh I definitely would have heard it there and then I would have known I was like what, what? I'm not gonna like why would I learn that fact that they're in <laughs> hey by the way did you see that old stoplight they placated us that's great <laughs> there was a British comedian well there still is as far as I know he's still around uh, called Mark Steele <laughs> who did a show uh, for radio in the UK where he went and did a custom stand up set for small towns 
He would turn up, spend a few days talking to locals and researching the town, and then do just hyper-local stand-up specifically <laughs> for there. And honestly, I, I can see Hank doing that. I can see Hank looking up facts about Syracuse <laughs> just so he can ah, drop yes. them in. Yeah. <laughs> you could always heckle him with this fact, Tom. <laughs> <sighs> You're right. It's it's not a it's it's a, it's a gift what you've given me, Tom, and I appreciate it. And of course, the answer is. I thought that was one. Nice try. Nice try. That's that was uh, was we'll get you one day. Was it a nice try? Okay. Um, okay. So just to be clear, this is is it such a traffic light? Yes. Like, yeah. Brits would call it a traffic light. Yeah. Fine. Sorry. <laughs> um, and they, they were throwing stones at it. Yeah. It was the wrong colours. It was just like. It was three reds. No one, ever, no one, ever, no one ever went anywhere. What, what year was this? Was this nineteen twenty five? Nineteen twenty five. How oh. many traffic lights existed before that? Great point? question. Oh, yeah. It was the devil's. It was the devil's work. Yep, yep, <laughs> oh, Caroline! It was too bright. I'm just thinking: Were they angry that it was there? Full stop. Was it like a jaywalking law was then put into place or something? And like with the traffic light being there meant that it was more enforceable. So they were really mad at it and were like, no, I want to get hit by a car by walking across the road when I shouldn't. <laughs> I mean, that that does sound American. It made noise. It made noise like a, like a Mario Kart start line thing. You know? <laughs> there was a they little, little, like, little guy in a car. This stop line is being dangled by a little guy on a cloud. Yeah. It's just not, not helpful. They were taking umbrage at something. You were right. They were, they were mad at something about this, this light. So I'm just I'm just like throwing out everything. It went too fast. It, it was too slow. Uh, it it's no. Ah. In terms of I'm, placating the people around them, was it something that they physically did to the traffic light to change it? Yes. Or was it something? Yes, it was. Okay, interesting. And earlier, Ella, you were saying colours. Uh, you were throwing out everything, and I'll I'll give you colours. Thank you. I'm wondering, okay. is this is this something that like was with early um, traffic lights? Like, was Caroline on something with that? Yeah. Like, was it a like a uh, a fumble in like our first draft of what traffic lights were? Or was it like a regional thing or a specific thing? The traffic light stands there to this day, and or even if it's wow. been replaced, they've done the same thing to all its successors. Oh, okay. So, is this oh. something that's uniquely? About this traffic light that other traffic lights don't have. Yes. Interesting. So this wasn't like, oh, we've put a traffic light in for the first time ever. Oh, no, we found a horrible issue with it. Let's change it. This is like just for this traffic light. Okay. It was a flag. The colours was like a, it, it represented a flag of a state or a town that they didn't like. It was like a Yankees flag. Or yeah, a, I'm sorry, like it was like a Red Sox flag. Was <laughs> <gasps> it a country they didn't like? Like... Who? Because it's tw the twenties, so war. I'm thinking. So the German flag, for example. So I'll give you the first bit of the question again. In 1925, locals at Tipperary Hill in Syracuse, New York. Tipperary, like uh, Ireland. Ireland. <laughs> it was the Irish flag. Wait, it wasn't the. It was the. It was the British flag colours. Red, green, yellow. This was this was a regular traffic light. You got red at the top, you got yellow in the middle, you got green at the bottom. Red, yellow, green is not the Irish flag. So they wanted the Irish flag. They were like, how dare this not be the Irish flag? 
The Irish flag was invented in the 19th century, uh, but the design doesn't matter here. Like, green is Ireland's colour. There's some history here, and I'm recording this in a studio in Ireland with an Irish technician watching me, so I'm saying absolutely <laughs> nothing more about this. <laughs> so it's not So it's not about it being... Oh, no, you said it's about it being uh, that temporary being yep. Irish. So um, it was about... it was. When did Ireland um, split into the Republic and Northern Ireland? Does that matter? Ooh. Maybe the flag when they were... You've basically got everything at this point. You've, you've pretty much got it. Oh, I... What might the locals of Irish descent be angry about? I assumed it was like the Union, something about the Union Jack. Oh, is it? Yep. So the, oh. the red... The red is England's colour. Is it above green? Oh. Is that like a... Yeah. No. Keep they talking, Tom. Is, they wanted green at the top because it was... No way. Oh. Yep. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so what do they do to fix it? They swap it around. Yeah. They've turned the lights upside down. They turn it upside down. Yep. Wow. <laughs> the locals who were all Irish immigrants or Irish descent did not like the symbolism of this new traffic light that the English red was on the top and the Irish green was on the bottom. So they kept breaking it, and the local <gasps> council was like, we're not going to, we're just going to fix it. They'll, they'll give up. And they did not give up. And the traffic light was turned upside down and remains upside down to this day. Uh -huh. Oh my gosh. I gotta, wait, I gotta find it. I wanna see if I can grab a picture of it. That's amazing. Oh my God, yes, please. <laughs> also, great, great uh, teamwork on that one, y'all. I feel like, because uh, it, it's, it's the fact that it was like a newish thing because that it was um, T teamwork. Uh, uh, Sorry. Sorry, teamwork. <laughs> did I just come up with all of the ideas? No, you're right, Ella. I, did, I was the one who said the correct <laughs> answer at the end. So you're right. It is mine. <laughs> Each of our guests has brought a question with them. We're going to start today with Caroline. This question has been sent in by Oliver Wogier. In June of 2020, two people arrived in a country with strict COVID screening protocols. Even though they had travelled there directly from another country, they were not put through any kind of COVID check. Why? I'll say that again. In June of 2020, two people arrived in a country with strict COVID screening protocols. Even though they had travelled there directly from another country, they were not put through any kind of COVID check. Why? They were dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good classic riddle answer. Yeah. Like nine times out of ten. <laughs> I know it's not this because it was only one person, but there was someone during lockdown in the UK who wanted to get to the Isle of Man, which uh, just had the strictest lockdown. Uh, I think they didn't get COVID for about 18 months or something like that because they had the oh single... Gosh. It's just an, it's an wow. island. They checked yeah. everyone who came in and went out. They, they just didn't get it. But there was one guy who saw like 20 miles of ocean and was like, my girlfriend is on the Isle of Man. I am taking a jet ski. <laughs> 20 wow. miles on a jet ski to the Isle of Man. And, uh, yeah, someone spotted him. Like he, he didn't get away with it, but it was just, <laughs> just a wonderful story. Like technically he was not put through the COVID protocols, but also he was then arrested. So there is that. Off the back of that, is it, is it something like they came from a place where there was no other people. Like, they're from a, an island where they were the only two, so they can't have possibly have gotten COVID. No, but the jet oh. ski thing isn't 
like super far off. Okay. Wait, you said they flew. Did I? Oh, did Ooh. you not? Oh. Did I? Oh, wait. Oh, my hunch might have been wrong. Can I, Caroline, is so it's it's not from like an isolated place that they were coming from. No, it's not. Okay. I was I thought I was really clever. I thought it might be like from Antarctica or something. Like they might No. Be... Um people in Antarctica had to stay there for like so if they were working down there on like a temporary contract oh, they had to no. stay so my my a colleague of mine at work used to work in antarctica and she had to stay out there for like oh 18 months or something wow. yeah even though she's only meant to be there for six wow. so no it's not because of that you'd think they don't have covid in antarctica they were taking it really really seriously because wow. to get back again you'd have to oh. interact with a lot of people so it was best to keep them safe Boy, rather than like sense. right yeah so it's not to deal with isolation and, and swimming was close and they didn't fly. They were people, right? That was definitely in the question that they were people. They were, it was two people. Human yes. people. <laughs> Human beings were involved in this story, yes. <laughs> Should they have gone through the COVID protocols? Were they like doing the end run around it with the jet ski or was the government just like, no, you've been in space. Right. You've been somewhere you clearly don't have it. Oh, so they weren't they weren't in space, but there was a reason why. Were they in low Earth orbit? Oh uh, no, Tom, they weren't in low Earth orbit. They were they were deep underground. They weren't deep Just underground. The opposite. <laughs> no, they weren't deep underground. They had travelled up from the Earth's core. <laughs> they had drilled a hole all the way through yeah. from New Zealand to Spain, just right through the centre. Just just <laughs> evacuated it of all air and just kind of plunged down, grabbed on the other side. Yeah. Do they was there something special or in particular about the people? Like were they could they have been, I'm trying to think of like Dead. uh they might have had like <laughs> antibodies or something. You've said that, Ella. Uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just gonna keep on doing it. Um, did they have potentially like uh, uh, something about them that I mean, my thought might be relevant to like finding a vaccine or something like that or or any did... other people who are in the same situation uh -huh. as them probably would have also not had to go through the COVID okay tests. were they famous podcasters what like you Tom Love or... you said it you said it you said it <laughs> um... I will say what measures could people take to, or what was happening to people when they were entering countries that Oh, had? have you ever had a COVID test administered by someone else? Right at the start, yeah. I, yeah. I went into Iceland just after it opened, and I was Ooh. like first or second off the plane, and they had 200 people to go through, and oh, that was... <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> like, buy me dinner first. That was... <laughs> I sat down, she's like, right, put your head back. I was like, oh, no. okay, wow. thanks. Thanks. Next morning, I get a text message all clear. Right, thank you for that. Um, <laughs> and also, you have a lot of great brain cells that they analyzed. <laughs> <laughs> so, had they been in isolation oh. through something else? Like, COVID protocols were generally you had to isolate. So oh, yeah. They so clever. Yeah. They'd, they'd isolated just by virtue of where they were, who they were. Their job re required isolation. Was it the, mis the Mr. Beast challenge? <laughs> it wasn't what their job Is was. Is this the folks who were rowing the Atlantic or something like that? They'd been so isolated mm. for so long 
they arrived and they they'd been away from the world because they were just on a boat in the middle of the Atlantic trying to get across. Yeah, really, really close. So they had travelled from wow. Sweden to Iceland on a type of boat called a schooner and that journey had taken them 16 days so they didn't have to go through any of the isolation in the country that they were going to. Oh, oh that's lovely. There you that go. That makes sense. Yeah, so they had wow. spent 16 days by sea by themselves. So effectively, they had already quarantined sufficiently for the country that they were going into, <laughs> which was Iceland. <laughs> and someone still stuck a swab up their nose on entry. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there you have it. The reason that they didn't have to go through any COVID checks was because their journey from Sweden to Iceland had taken them 16 days on a schooner. Good luck, folks. Here's the next one. In a well-known industry, these can change colour on a daily or even hourly basis to avoid confusion. They start white, but then turn blue, pink, yellow, green, goldenrod, buff, salmon and cherry. What are they? I'll say that again. In a well-known industry, these can change colour on a daily or even hourly basis to avoid confusion. They start white, but then turn blue, pink, yellow, green, goldenrod, buff, salmon and cherry. What are they? Karate belts. <laughs> <laughs> On an hourly basis. You, yeah, speed run, of course. Yeah, yeah. If, you were, if you hadn't mentioned the fact that it was to avoid confusion, I would say something like in diagnostic radiography, where isn't it like Ooh. some like practitioners or nurses have to have like colour changing tags on them to like show how much radiation they're being exposed to. But that's very much like a safety thing rather than avoiding no. getting confused. But doesn't it add a bit of like fun if you have to guess how much radiation you've been exposed to? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, is that high or the confusion, Auntie? I, I feel like... Ooh, salmon, am I about to die? What's going to happen I feel here? like those tags are also like, have I got too much radiation? Yes, no. You, you Probably too yeah, many colours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so I've had a chartreuse amount of radiation today. Because <laughs> I'm wondering if because if it was a daily, I would, you know, there's tons of things that do stuff like that. Like uh, the museums will do that for like little tags and then like theme parks or uh, like festivals, concerts will do color changing stuff. So that's what my where my brain goes to. But knowing this podcast, I'm going to promptly delete all that. How many different colors were there? Sorry. I, I mean, I'll say a lot. Uh, a lot. The, the, okay. They start white and then we've got a, a sequence of colors. Blue, pink, yellow, green, goldenrod, buff, salmon, and cherry. Will people, will one person like use multiple or is it to distinguish throughout the day different people? I'm trying to wonder. Could one person have something that changed color throughout the day? Yes. Interesting. Mm. Okay. Also, the phrase well-known field is what's... Um, yeah. Well-known. Lawyer. Doctor. <laughs> oh no, we're not we're not playing guess the industry here. There's 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 too many. I feel, I feel like at least once an episode that we've done with you, we just list everything, and then and you get and you just give up and say, yeah, it's one of those. It's one of those. Uh, it's not one of those. Joe. I'll tell you, it's not lawyer or doctor. Oh, okay. um, nice. It's a fairly low tech solution to a problem that might be confusing. Okay, so let's go through everything that could be confusing. <laughs> mm, the thing that's changing colour is it like a, a tag or an accessory that somebody wears that's visible to other people or is it something that like they mm. have for themselves 
to yeah, help tool them personally. Yeah. That's a very difficult question to answer because it's kind of neither of those okay. things. It is. Um, oh. It's certainly not worn. It's not worn. But you would be able to see it if someone else had it. Does it have to do with like food production at all? I'm trying to think that's like a thing that might be require like an hourly, like you might need to tag animals or. Oh. Um, uh, uh, oh, if you're sorting and you need to. <laughs> I I kind of wish you'd, you'd completed that thought there, Ella. It was it was. Ooh. Oh, okay. So if you're say you're on a just an assembly line, and there's like batches of things coming in, it would be it would have been my thought. And so every time you finish a batch, you go into another color. Is the specific color relevant to the tat? Like like the specific color isn't relevant. You don't need to know what the sequence okay. is. Although a lot of people do know this sequence. Um. Where else might you have heard the words goldenrod and buff? Those colours are used in kind of very specific contexts. My brain went to making crayons, you know, and like the colour production. Because they, isn't it like they use the same like infrastructure to make it all? They just change the specific colour of the batch and therefore you'd need something to indicate what colour is being produced at that time. You are... Close in the sense that <laughs> I think the best way I can phrase this is that you are in the world of stationery, and that okay. that's a big kind of narrow down that I can give you there. Oh, delightful! Okay. Oh, Ella, do you want to start listing out different types of stationery? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was already doing it in my head. The way we we approach this like a DDoS attack, we're just constantly buffeting Tom with <laughs> I'm now looking around my desk being like, what stationery do I have here that could change color? Paper, wrapping paper. Paper. Oh. Goldenrod paper. and buff are colors that stationers particularly use for colors of paper. Santa's factory. <laughs> Right. Next question. Goldenrod is goldenrod is kind of a golden yellow, and uh, buff is kind of this brownish mm-hmm. yellow, like it hasn't been bleached properly. So you, so they're printing. Are they? They're printing on the paper at different times of day, or something like that. And that, uh, but for whatever reason, the job means that they're changing. Yeah, they need to keep the times really separate. So how might this avoid confusion? Yeah, like a schedule or, t- or menu. Oh, so thing something's being printed onto it, and is it that thing which is then like avoiding confusion? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And they each they each represent a different time, perhaps. Is it a different step in the process, or is it a different like mm. set of instructions that somebody has to follow? Oh yes, I'll go. I'll I'll let you Ooh. have a set of instructions. It's in, in a very weird sense. It's a set of instructions <laughs> that people have to follow. Oh, thank you, Tom. Um, uh, that get updated as time goes on. And this is a well-known profession of some sort. Yep, one that needs to regularly update text on paper and hand it out to everyone around. We're yeah. so stumped on this one. This one's hard. Yeah. This one's or a really is it good not? one. News, news reporters? Just going to rustle my paper a little here. Lines. Scripts. Scripts. <gasps> What's going on? Oh. Okay, why, like, why do they... A script that would be changing through the day. Yep. For different, is it for different scenes, so that you know everyone's on the same page? Tom, you've used exactly the right words. It's so that everyone is on the same page. 
pay literally. Literally. <gasps> Wait, so going oh. through the script to make sure that you're on the same, so everybody knows that they're on the same page as each other in the script by just looking around at what colour everybody's got. Uh, looking at the colour. And if someone has an outdated script, then the colour will be wrong and obvious to everyone. Oh. oh, I think I've, I've seen people using these and wondered why there were different colours and just not yep. thought about it past that. <laughs> that is the pattern. Mostly Hollywood, but like if you use Final Draft screenwriting software, it'll it'll use these colours in this order. Really? You will have the blue, the pink, the yellow, the green, the golden rod, the buff, the salmon and the cherry, and those are kept in stock so they can say, all right, yeah, here's the pink revision. And everyone oh, around right. can see every actor is on the pink version that's just changed. We should have gotten that sooner. <laughs> yeah. That felt like defeat. Tom, over to you. This question has been sent in by Donald Honeycutt. In 1891, Undertaker Almond Stroger noticed a drop-off in business caused by a competitor's wife. What did he patent to get his own back? I'll say that again. In 1891, Undertaker Almond Stroger noticed a drop-off in business caused by a competitor's wife. What did he patent to get his own back? Stroger. Okay. <sighs> nothing. I've got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> the last one was so stressful that we're all just yep. like... really stressed. <laughs> okay, it's a question about death. Um, Ella, we're finally here. This is your time. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> what was the competitor's wife doing? Was she making the funeral more comfortable for the mourners? Uh, was she... Was she dressing up real hot, <laughs> which made more people want to go? <laughs> oh. Really exciting, because that's like a whole thing in some like funeral industries is like putting on huge like almost carnival-esque things for people's funerals mm. so it could be something along those lines is it tom no no <laughs> <laughs> tiny whisper no 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 <laughs> i just wanted it to be true no but no i appreciate what that. if it's the safety coffin that was a Victorian thing. That was about that time. This, this oh, was the, the bell. This was the coffin with like a bell attached and a string inside <gasps> the coffin. Yeah. So if you were put in the ground prematurely, you would pull the string and ring the bell and someone would come to your rescue. Yeah, uh, so the worst where creepy pastors about that ruined my like <laughs> growing up years. Honestly, horrifying. I don't want to think about it. And like it it happened to the competitor's wife. That was the no. That wouldn't cause a drop off. The the wife, the com the competitor's wife, said, "I will roam the graveyards checking that you're dead." Oh, <laughs> is the competitor's wife alive in this scenario? Yes. Okay. Okay. No. Oh. Never mind the safety coffin. Then that <laughs> that fell apart. <laughs> um. And is it something that she's actively doing, or is it something yes. like she is okay, actively yeah. doing something? Is she keeping people alive? Somehow. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> god maybe she's a really good doctor yeah. or something. You know? <laughs> what you know what he patented? The gun. <laughs> so I'll I'll give this hint because I feel like you'll still have um some some trouble getting to it. For a thing for a question literally about an undertaker it does not 
the, the, the patent does not have a ton to do with death. Huh. More with the business. And I'll say the the year it would probably give a bit of a hint. 1891. A rough. Now, normally, when I bring up a year and it's you three on, I feel old because it's something from the 1990s. <laughs> none of you'll get it. But in this case, it's 1891. We're all on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> right. Tom Scott, ancient being. (laughs) 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 Okay, so maybe it's about attracting people to the business. I don't know. Is it like a... um, Is it like more aggressive? Because, okay. Also, the whole idea of like having to actually have a funeral is a recently... Or like having people in coffins before like they were buried is a relatively recent thing is it something to do with like we will store your deceased or we will uh provide additional services it really doesn't have to do a ton with the undertaking i will say ella has a great question which is sort of like was this okay i was like this she shouldn't have been doing this this isn't like uh like oh it's like a clever thing it's like there's some insight or something happening here it was okay. it interesting. Was she, I don't know, baking cakes and taking it to families? <laughs> like, uh... I'll give one more sort of hint around the time in that I think the, the competitor's wife is sort of a hint here because this was something that like was predominantly done by women at this time. Oh, oh okay. She, she was giving birth? <laughs> did they start doing I forget what they're called the little the was she a typist of some sort and she was typing up information about the deceased no but you're in the in that ballpark Ooh. of sort of like professions that women had at that time she was a receptionist she was <gasps> picking up the phone was she the one answering the phone the answering machine oh <clears throat> she wasn't um, how would someone use phone technology at the time to to steal business Cold calling. She was cold calling people. No, no, no. She no. was a phone it's operator. Something... She was the person on the switchboard. <gasps> oh, she was plugging and so unplugging. Sneaky. And if someone called up asking for one funeral director, yep. she just connected them <gasps> to the other one. That's so oh, good. Wow. Honestly, honestly, Wait, so... we support women's wrongs. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, wasn't the follow up the second part of this? How was it like combated? Yes. So, what? how do you deal with that? He invented the automatic telephone exchange. Sure did. So he patented the automatic telephone Shut exchange. Shut up. Because he didn't <laughs> get business. That's how we got That's that? So Are good. you kidding me? That's good. Uh, wow. Stroger patented electromechanical switches that could connect callers to the desired number without the need for humans. This, re- of, of course, revolutionized, uh, aside wow. from helping his business, revolutionized the telephone industry and made it possible for millions of people to have access to the telephone service and get buried where they wanted to be buried. <laughs> and put his competitor's <laughs> wife out of a job. I was just going to uh, say that. Uh-huh. <laughs> The, the Stroger switch was first installed in LaPorte, Indiana in 1892. It quickly became the standard telephone switching technology and remained in use for much of the 20th century. Nice. Wow. That's a real good one. That's incredible. Thank you to Sergei Mounserat Muscaro for sending the next question in. You're watching a Premier League football match taking place in England. The game hasn't started yet, but the scoreboard already indicates 54 
and 1,101. Why? <laughs> I'll say that again. You're watching a Premier League football match taking place in England. The game hasn't started yet, but the scoreboard already indicates 54 and 1,101. Why? <sighs> this is... It's not showing the score of that match, I would hope. Yeah, I was I was going to say like, oh, it's it's like a carryover from a different yeah. thing, but I I doubt it with that. Is it something to do with the amount of time that that team has played that season so far? Ooh, yeah. That feels like a lot of minutes. I'm wondering if it's functional or if it's like just like a cute thing for either to celebrate a person or an event. Ah, I'm really struggling this episode. <laughs> 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 then our question editor is doing his job. Was anyone dead? <laughs> yeah. <Morales for>, uh, <laughs> you're going to hate this one, by the way. I'm just going to say, this isn't a you're going <laughs> to kick yourself. The, the, you're going to genuinely want to do harm to the question editor for allowing this one through. Like, congratulations, Sergi. Wow. Like, Sergi has written an incredible question here. It's Ooh. wonderful. I love it. And you're going to hate both him and our editor. Oh, I'm getting flashbacks to the Paris Casino question. I can't do it. Makes it makes it sound like you went there and like had a horrible time. <laughs> not, not the casino. Oh, the lights. I did have a horrible time. Is it something to do with the players? Not the players. No. The fans. Is it something to do with the referees? Are we just like running through everything? Oh and... no! Yeah, we yeah, can't okay. do this. <laughs> It's a, is it t measuring time? I know that there's like a, a a clock in New York City that like displays like just like a bunch of random numbers, but it's like technically a clock that like counts up or down to something or something or another, and it always confuses people. Th they only did this one time, Tom. Was this like a a special thing, or does this always happen? Um, this will happen occasionally. Okay, once a year, maybe twice a year. I'm not entirely sure of my football league okay, rules, okay. but it'll happen. And is this at every single club that? This, like it'll happen at each club once per year no. or is it at just like no so it's just randomly one is that the same club every time it happens yes yep. oh so it's okay so the teams are important the teams are important I was waiting for you to get round to that one and you, we went off to referees okay yeah. Premier League <laughs> yeah about to list every team done. <laughs> <laughs> the only I, thing okay. I know is about AFC Wimbledon from John Green. So, but I don't think that will be helpful. No. Nope. Rather than list every team, if I tell you you're watching this match on the television, that will make a difference. <laughs> Does it? Does it like spell something out? If you like turn it upside down, is it like one of those like, boobies? Uh, like a calculator show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, uh, like so you're cool. along the right lines, Tom. It's not turning it upside down, but this it's that sort of trick to this question. Is it a more well-known team then because it's a team that's on the telly? These these are very well-known teams, yeah. Okay, yeah. 541001. Zero, zero, one. Zero, one. 54 and 1101. Oh, 541001. One. No, 54... And one thousand one hundred and one, and and so it's it's displayed on the screen. There is a very specific note on my question that says, "Please read out the second Ooh. number as one thousand one hundred and one," because as you suspected, it's it's on the scoreboard, but it's not the score. One thousand one hundred and one. So is it written out like the words one thousand one hundred and one somewhere nope. on the scoreboard? No, nope, ah. but you you again you're thinking. In the right area. What else might be on that scoreboard? 
Does it represent like the number of teams, the, the age of the, how long this thing has been around or what year it was founded? What year? No, we said it's, it's always these teams. Le- yeah. Yes, Liverpool was founded in 54 BC. And Liverpool's one of the teams. <laughs> Shut up. I wasn't going to let you well scattergun all the teams, but it's the first one you've mentioned. It happens to be one of them, so I'll give you that. Oh, great, because Ella had a lot of jokes lined up for the rest <laughs> to, to, to poke at that. Um, it's a jerk of a question. This really is. Is it like a punny thing with the way that you say the words? It makes it sound like the name of a team or something like is that. Is someone willing to do a Liverpudlian accent? Because I'd like to hear it. <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm definitely not going to. Have a think about um, how that might appear on the TV coverage, on the scoreboard, on that little bug in the corner. No, it's going to... Is that how the like shortened versions of the... Because like the teams, it'll say like, oh, I'm trying to figure out how to say this. Uh, like It'll have like the letters that represent the team on that. But, and this is something... And that... It's S-A, because 5-4. Oh, so what are the letters that represent Liverpool when, you're, when they're playing? And it's just on, in the corner of the screen and you can't see the full word Liverpool. Yeah, it's going to be three letters. Solol. So so, so, I've written it out on a piece of paper. <laughs> I'd, I'd write out s- the three letters for Liverpool if I were you. L V L V P L I V. Oh, okay, yeah. Tell me the other one's Manchester <laughs> City, which is M C I. M C I. Um, we're all writing now. Hold on, <laughs> wait. The Zodiac Killer is located <laughs> at. Oh my god! Oh my gosh! We've decoded it. Because okay, so MCI okay, so it's 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 a date. Is it Roman numerals? Yeah. Tom. Oh my god! Wait. Oh oh, is it? Oh oh my god! Does it represent? Oh my gosh! Wait. So it it those <laughs> those that's sorry. If you turn those <laughs> numerals into Roman numerals, does it spell MCI and LIV? LIV Liverpool <sighs> is fifty four in Roman numerals. MCI. Manchester City is 1,101. That's why I kept correcting you when you were putting the digits out. Oh! Oh my goodness! You know what's so frustrating about this is at the start I thought, if this is a Roman numeral, I thought, if this is a Roman numeral (gasps) question, Tom's, it would be better if Tom Scott was answering this because you would have already figured it out. And I was like, I'm not going to get it because I don't understand It's this. a classic puzzle thing. Like you change the numbers to the letter. Anytime yes. that you see C or oh. M in a question, your brain goes 100, 1,000, something like that. Uh, yes. Oh. Uh-huh. At That's some point, Sergi was watching the game and saw Liv MCI and was like, those are Roman numerals. Ella, over to you for the next question. So this question has been sent in by Nota. Having won a competition in 2004, a Raubatella can now be ordered from many German restaurants. It consists of three or four things that are difficult to eat. Even so, it's popular with parents. Why? (laughs) Because it makes their child quiet. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I'll read that one more time. Having won a competition in 2004, a Raubatella can now be ordered from many German restaurants. It consists of three or four things that are difficult to eat. Even so, it's popular with parents. Why? 
I stand by my answer. <laughs> if you give it to a child, they'll be focusing on it for so long trying to eat it that it makes them real quiet. Yep. Or is it like helping children with teething or something like that? Like it's something that needs a lot of chewing? Or it's just something to keep the kid distracted. It's like a set of cutlery yeah. that they cannot possibly destroy or stab anyone with. Ooh. I have a, apparently a low opinion of children. <laughs> um, oh, so do you think the, the, the competition was an invention? Oh. Did someone win Eurovision and then because of that they named something after something? Um, Can I just clarify here? Is this a Ralbatella or is it a Ralbatella as like a, a mass thing that can be ordered? No, a Ralbatella. Okay. Ralbatella is the name of the thing. Ralbatella, all right. And it's three objects? Three or four things. Three or four things. Okay. It's ordered in Germany. Did it originate? In Germany, or is it from? Yeah, I mean, it's a German. Yeah, okay. it's the, the, if you spoke German, you would probably have got it by now. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. Oh, are these dishes that like people in like the UK or America would eat, but just maybe not in the same format that they're eating it in Germany? Or is it entirely regional? I mean, I'm I'm sure this is done elsewhere in the world. Okay, mm. it it can't be something edible. Like three or four things that are difficult to eat. This has got to be something to... to I think you're right, Caroline. It's got to be to keep the kid quiet or out yeah. of the way or uh, stop them roaming around and bothering other people and shouting. I, I have a low opinion of children. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you're, you're along the right lines. Okay. But it's more specific. At a Cracker Barrel, they have that little like pegboard game. That's a classic... I'm trying to think if it's a... Uh... Do they need children to help them cook it? <laughs> oh, that would be nice. <laughs> Wouldn't is that it, be lovely? Is the invention just like a, a high chair that's just like really high up so you don't have to hear them complain or you can keep them away? Like <laughs> We're a, being so mean to children. <laughs> Tom Scott, you mentioned something correct earlier. <laughs> the way you said that, I thought I was in trouble. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Tom Spock, please report to the office. You've mentioned some of the correct answers. Tom Lum, you just said it. Utensils, mm -hmm. then. <gasps> okay. Oh! Are oh. they just utensils that are, like, big and round so that they're not dangerous? I mean, I, I, I don't think the type of utensils matter here, but they have utensils. Is the food made out of... Is the utensil made, out, utensils of made out of food? That would be so, no, that's not it. <sighs> okay. In fact, it's kind of the, you know, it's not the opposite, but it, it would help prevent waste, if anything, than having more food there. Something huh. to stop kids throwing the food on the ground. Um, <gasps> fake food, Ooh. so the kid thinks they've also got something to eat. It's not... You're, you're, you're close. You're on the, in the right lines. I mean, children still need to eat, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I guess, sure. Yes. yes. I'll give you a, a clue. This might not yeah. be helpful, but do any of you play Settlers of Catan? Yes. No. Uh -huh. uh. <gasps> there is a character in Catan. The robber. The robber? It's a little black pawn that oh, right, right, gets right. moved around the playboard. What does that have to do with... What? <laughs> This is so. This clue has like sent you off. Bring it back. So you've got utensils, right? And utensils? you've got the. What does in Catan? Do you know what the robber is called? 
like a pawn? No, I don't, because I used to play it with someone who just referred to it as the owl in that voice. Because it looks vaguely like the silhouette of an owl. Is that the answer, Ella? You're so close with Robber. Think about why I would be bringing that up. Is it the, the stealing? They can't steal? It's so the kid can't steal food from other plates. Oh. It's, a, it's a plate for the kid to have... So the kid can steal other people's food? Yes! How is that an invention? That's just if you're cheap and don't want to order a meal for your kid, which, by the way, is entirely valid. Like, the kid's not going to eat most of it anyway. Or it's really sneaky from the restaurant if you have to pay for that dish still. The idea was devised by a 10-year-old girl who won a prize when a hotel ran a competition for a new menu item. Okay. And this idea then spread to restaurants around Germany. Wait, so it's a bowl? It's a plate? It's a. It's just a plate that you put food onto, basically? It's a plate, knife, and a fork for children. That's it. Oh. Raubertella. It means thieves' plate. Because oh. Rauber is <gasps> what the robber is called in Catan. Which is why I brought it up. Oh. <laughs> so when you choose Sorry, this. We failed as nerds. <laughs> yeah. When you choose this menu entry, you get a just a small plate and some cutlery, and then children can use that <laughs> to pinch food from what the adults are eating. You know, we really underestimated the children. We yeah. were like, oh, little things to distract them when really it was like, no, tools for them to grow as <laughs> <laughs> I've learned my lesson. <laughs> Just one thing to wrap up then. At the start of the show, I asked which candy company was started by Hans Riegel in Bonn. And Tom's eyes sort of lit up when I said that. Was it like a bonbon? I feel like that's like when you go on QI and you say the really obvious answer and it goes... (laughs) 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 It's a type of sweet. It's not a candy company. Hans Riegel in Bonn. Okay, so if we turn that into Roman numerals (laughs) real quick. (laughs) It is some wordplay. I can't just be like, Kit Kats. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a good idea. Riegel. Bourbon? The the biscuit company? I don't know. Keep going. Just keep going. Hans Riegel in Bonn. Mm -hmm. Bond, Bond, Hans, Royal Hand. What what were you doing there, Tom? I was the saying words. I was dissociating. Uh, bon. <laughs> bond hand regal. Wow. Bond hand regal. Bond, bond hand. The thing hand. is, you are saying almost bon. the right answer, just bon not necessarily bon. in the right order. Let me just regal try. hand bond. Bon, bon uh, regal hand. Bon regal. Bon regal. This is, oh, we, are bon bon. we are the worst. Bon, we are the worst. But tell me it's a six letter name. Does that help? No. No. <laughs> but thank you for asking. <laughs> oh, we're not going to be invited back, are we? This is it. <laughs> Hanbon, bon, han. Oh, oh, please put us out of our misery, Tom. Han, han, re, re, yeah. re, re, what was that, Tom? Ha? Ha? Oh, is it like the first two letters of each? It re, Which would make it? Reba. Hans oh, Regal ha. in Bonn. Haribo. 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 No way. Oh, I love those. Oh, my goodness. I, I know that story. Wow. Yep, in 1920, Hans Riegel started oh. a candy company in Bonn. He took those 
three syllables and made Haribo. Oh, that was so easy, oh. man. I feel, oh God, this is a bad episode. <laughs> there was me. a reason I was asking to just keep slurring. And eventually, eventually we got there. Thank you very much to all of our players. Um, at this point, I just hand over, like, plug the show. Someone take it. Well, it's our show. It's Let's Learn Everything. <laughs> we've talked about, um, if you like some of the phone stuff, we've talked about um, the history of recorded sound. We've talked about the his, uh, telephone music. Um, we also recently had a, a friend of this show, Annie Rowarda, on as a guest to talk about the history of Wikipedia. It's a great, silly time. We learn a lot. We laugh a lot. And yeah. Caroline, where can they find it? Uh, you can find us on basically all uh, streaming platforms, but we have a website as well, which is letslearneverything.com. So you can find all of the uh, episodes as well as other things like our Discord server. So you can come and say hi to us. Ella, is there anything they haven't covered? No, that's fine. Cool. If you want to know more about this show, you can go to lateralcast.com where you can also send in your own ideas for questions. You can find us at lateralcast on social networks and you can watch video highlights regularly at youtube.com slash lateralcast. Thank you very much to Ella Hubber. See ya. Tom Lum. Woo-woo. And Caroline Roper. Thank you so much for having us. I've been Tom Scott and that's been Lateral. Kiss ass. (laughs) 